0: Happiness can be found in even the darkest of times, when one only remembers to turn on the light.
1: Once upon a time, I fell in love with magic.
0: And once upon a time, I fell in love with movies.
1: And one day, we fell in love with each other.
0: From family movie nights to family vacations,
1: we believe everyone needs a bit of magic in their life.
0: So we decided to watch through the entire Disney animated canon.
1: And mix in some other magical movies along the way, like Harry Potter, Pixar, and some other family favorites.
0: Each episode, we'll talk about the movies in the order they came out and talk about what makes them so magical
1: including how you can experience the movie's magic on your next vacation.
0: And we'd love to have you along for the ride. I'm Krista. And I'm Jonathan.
1: And this is the Magical Movie Marathon. My favorite Dumbledore quote. What a wise man.
0: And happy 2024 to everyone. Happy New Year!
1: Happy New Year!
0: That's right. We're starting a new year, and so it seemed fitting to do a movie where time was a major theme in it.
1: Yes. I wondered why you wanted to do this specifically, but now I get it. Because if you don't know, if you haven't picked up, if you don't know what movie that is from, that is from Harry Harry Potter Potter and and the the Prisoner of of Azkaban, Azkaban, which seems like a very dark one to be starting with <laughs> in twenty twenty four. But time is a strong theme in this one. It so, is. and yeah. You know, Cher says if you could turn back time, oh, but gosh. what you really need is a time turner if you want to do that.
0: I mean this episode has everything. It's got <laughs> Harry Potter. We
1: got it's Cher got
0: Cher. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh man. Okay. But yes, but time is a huge theme in this movie, um, and especially the way it was interpreted from the book. It really emphasizes that with the different seasons passing through the movie. But let's go ahead, I guess, and get into some trimestry. Let's do it. And now, a history lesson. So, originally, director Chris Columbus from the first two Harry Potter movies had signed on to direct all. Of the Harry Potter films. Mm-hmm. But the time commitment made him realize he would end up missing a lot of his children growing up.
1: That's a problem.
0: It is a problem. <laughs> so he did decide to bow out after Chamber of Secrets because of how Hal- the just time consuming both of those you movies know have been as a
1: parent good choice yeah you, you won't get those years back so he, props to yeah. you chris columbus for making that decision
0: yeah he made the good dad choice he did um, so he did stay on as producer for this mm-hmm. movie uh but this was the last movie that he was directly involved in that's okay so, great, great yeah. job
1: chris columbus
0: so after trying to get some other directors mm-hmm. in, there were several other choices who were not able to do it for different reasons. But eventually mm-hmm. they landed on Alfonso Cuarón, mm-hmm. uh, who's a fantastic director. Yeah, but he had actually never read any of the Harry <laughs> Potter books.
1: Bless. Yeah,
0: or he had he had also not seen either of the first two movies. Okay. When he was offered the job of director, but he took it anyways. He took it anyway because fellow Mexican director, Guillermo del Toro, who had also been offered Uh the movie, but was unable to accept. Uh So del Toro told him, don't be stupid. Read them immediately. Talking about the books, of course.
1: I mean, he's not wrong.
0: Yeah. So he encouraged Cuarón because they're good friends. He was like, you, since I couldn't do this movie, you You really need to do it. Um, And they have very like similar styles and directing. They're both great, great artists. So anyway. So as an exercise, once he became director and he wanted to get to know Mm -hmm. his main cast members more, Mm -hmm. he assigned each of the three lead actors to write a one-page essay (laughs) about their characters from a first-person point of view. Oh,
2: my goodness. In
0: typical Hermione fashion, Emma Watson wrote a 16-page essay. That a girl. Da- Lots of
1: words. I yes. feel you 100%. She,
0: yeah, she went a little bit um beyond the assignment. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe wrote a single page. Sure,
1: met the minimum standards, very hairy.
0: Yeah, and Rupert Grint never turned one in because he forgot (laughs) if
1: that is not their three characters if that is not it's
0: it's hermione harry
1: and ron i don't know what is so perfectly cast let me tell you
0: now let's talk about draco for a second
1: let's do so
0: during the filming of this movie tom felton had to have the pockets of his robe sewn shut to keep him from sneaking food on set.
1: <laughs> you know, Tom Felton, he does seem to love a good green
0: apple. Well, and let's face it, they were all going through growth spurts here sure. at this point. You sure. know, so you got those teenage years and yep. teen Always appetites. Hungry.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh
0: but I love the fact that wardrobe had to be called in to sew his, <laughs> his
1: don't don't even hide closed. it. Don't even allow him to hide it.
0: Yeah. So we talked about this in our last Harry Potter episode. Um, Of course, Richard Harris, the original Dumbledore, had passed away uh, not too long after Chamber of Secrets. Mm -hmm. So they had to recast that role. There were several other actors that they had talked to. Eventually, Michael Gambon was cast to fill the role of Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. He later admitted that he saw no point in reading the books as preparation for filming. And he uh, never did read them, as far as we know. (laughs) Well, that is just
1: sad. And shockingly, he plays Dumbledore very well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say, so his argument for that was because he feels like the characters he plays, in a lot of ways, he, like, he always likes to interpret them as an extension of himself. Sure. And that's why he chose not to read the book. And I I think he just wanted to base the character based on what he saw on the pages of the script. And some actors are that way. Yeah, and
1: that that can be fair.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, that was his artistic choice. Okay, well... I thought this was really interesting. This was the first time I'd ever read this. But author J.K. Rowling based mm-hmm. the characters of the Dementors on her own personal battle with depression. Wow. It never hit me until reading that. that I was like, oh my gosh, they do represent depression because they, they suck they truly the joy do. out of everything. They truly do. And yeah. you know what?
1: We've actually talked to our oldest. Mm-hmm. I actually made an... An analogy one time when we were talking to him about negativity, that yeah. negativity is like a dementor. It sucks all the joy out of your life.
0: Yeah. And they're the worst part of prison, as we know from The Office. Yeah. so Clearly. Yeah. So this is one of the things I love so much about Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. It, it really makes it different than all the other books slash movies. Mm-hmm. It's the only movie and book in which Voldemort doesn't show up in some way.
1: Man, that's true. I never thought about that. Yeah, it, but that's so true. It really
0: makes it a standalone in yeah. the series. Yeah. Because the conflict is coming. Uh, it's coming
1: from a different place. It is.
0: And even though, obviously, Voldemort is referenced in it.
1: Well, yeah. He twists the plot yeah, here. But you he's know,
0: not with... the direct antagonist in yeah, this movie right. like he is in the others. You're right. So kind of makes it fun. It does. It does. Uh, so this was the only Harry Potter film that did not gross over $800 million worldwide. Obviously, it still did really well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Clearly, uh, so it still ended up being the second highest grossing film of 2004, but it is the least grossing. Of I wonder what all the Harry Potter movies
1: influenced that. What was going on in I, 2004. I mean,
0: I think part of it was just because it does have a darker tone, and I think there were some people who probably kept away from the theaters because mm. of that. And you know,
1: maybe so, I,
0: th- I think it was just one of those that it, I th-
1: I think it's one of the best. Of I think it is too. Of the series in the movie yeah. wise.
0: But it is a tonal shift from the first two. Yeah. So I think that is part of the reason why. Okay. All right. And then our final little fact here mm-hmm. is that it was nominated for two Academy Awards. Best Original Score by John Williams. So good. Yep. Brilliant. And And this was the last score that he did for the Harry Potter series. Mm. And Best Visual Effects. They are excellent. They are. Okay, getting into personal history, Uh, we've talked about this a little bit before yeah. you first saw it when we read the books during our first year of yep. marriage.
1: Yep, so. that, yep, when we were reading a book and watching the movie. So I don't ever, I did mention, you know, in the first one that I did see some because I would, like, you know, want to hang out with friends and they would be like, let's yeah. go see the Harry Potter movie. I don't remember seeing this one, so... I okay. think I just blocked most of them out. I don't really remember which ones I saw and which ones I didn't. But, yeah, I definitely, like, remember seeing this? We watched it in our tiny little
0: yeah wonder-
1: one-bedroom apartment. Broke as a joke.
0: Yeah. So I distinctly remember watching this movie for the first time because um, at the time I was reading the books, I was borrowing them mm-hmm. because I did not own them. Um and I borrowed most of them from my friend Ming Yun.
2: Mm. Yep.
0: Yep. Good old Ming. Yep. So he really wanted to watch the movie that day. Okay. And I, But I was still only about halfway through the book. Mm-hmm. And no joke, he basically kept me at a table in a coffee shop until I finished... <gasps> Reading the book just so we could watch (laughs) the movie that night because he was free and really wanted to watch
1: it. I believe that story, (laughs) knowing him, I believe that to be true.
0: So yeah, no joke, like sitting in Jupiter House in Denton, Texas, I read, I basically read the last half of the book in one sitting. What a great, great story. Yeah, 175, 200 pages, whatever uh in one go so that That would have taken me
1: days i'm not a fast reader
0: i'm not a fast reader either (laughs) like it was amazing his patience to wait for me to get through it but it is a quick read so uh i did i felt like i flew through it pretty quickly but but i'll always have a distinct memory of watching this for the Mm -hmm. first time because of that, because yeah. he, like I said, he was like, I really want to watch this today. So you better finish It has that to book. be
1: today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is your assignment.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so before we do regular movie discussion, uh, we'll have a little personal conversation about this one. So I think for both of us, this is one of our favorites. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So I'm curious, what makes this one of your favorites out of all the Harry Potter movies compared to some of the others?
1: I remember when I read this book,
0: Mm -hmm. and this
1: is one of my favorite books in the series. Same. I just remember when I was reading this book, like, really, like, that last half, I was just, like, I had to keep reading. The storytelling was so captivating that... It was one that I was like, I have to figure out what is going to happen here. I was uh-huh. so engrossed with the story that I just, I could not put the book down. I wanted to keep reading. Yeah, And um, that is a big deal because I don't know if I've mentioned this in some of the other podcasts. I'm actually not like, I love to read, but I'm actually not a big nonfiction reader
0: you mean fiction? I, I'm
1: sorry. I'm actually yeah. not a big fiction reader. I love nonfiction. I read a lot of nonfiction books. True story. Because, <laughs> as an Enneagram Two Wing One, my 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 oneness is like everything that you do has to have a purpose. Right. And so when I read, it needs to be for a purpose. And so I've never been a big person on fiction. Even as a kid, like, I mean, I liked Nancy Drew and the Babysitter's Club, but that's like the only fiction I ever read growing up. Well, Everything is, else was nonfiction. Yeah, this
0: is where you're like Hermione. Like, Correct. if you're reading, you feel like I you need to, need to learn. be learning something. I need something. to learn something. Right.
1: So I've just, to be quite honest, fiction books have always felt like a waste of time to me. <laughs> to be quite frank, I if I'm going to spend my time doing something, I'm yeah. going to read, and I enjoy reading, but like... I'm like Hermione. I love i mm-hmm. I love going to the library, but I'm there to learn
0: mm-hmm.
1: what what books can help me, you know, type of thing. And sure. so, um, so that was a really big deal to me that, like, this was a fiction book that I literally was so captivated by. I could not put the thing down. And so I had, high hopes for this movie, and I kind of went into it going, please don't ruin this for me. Right, And so I think, for me, I was, one, so grateful not to be disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it does a really good job because you can't put... You cannot directly translate book to movie. That will just never occur. It just won't. But I think that this does a really good job... Sticking close to the book, but like, I think for me, why I like it is the way that I pictured things in my mind when I was reading this book. The movie reflected that mm. it did a good job taking the book and making it visual, yeah, on screen, yeah. You know, um, so I think for me, that's why I liked it because I, I, I could keep up with the movie going, yes, this is kind of what I pictured when I was reading the books.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And I I do think, even though there are some departures from the book, um, there are, you know, fans of the books complain about the lack of Quidditch. Of yeah. Of course, that, you know, the Quidditch Cup, uh, you but know, we get
1: so much Quidditch in is the other. totally taken out. Yeah. That's.
0: Yeah, so we get so
1: much Quidditch in the other films. You know, people yeah. do
0: complain about that, but I feel like tonally it yeah. matches the book so well. It does. and I think for me, this movie just it just stands alone as just a good movie apart from the book, and yeah. it kind of has its own identity. And and also like nothing against Chris Columbus because I think he did a great job with the first two movies, which were. A monumental achievement translating True. the books into movies. That
1: was a really big deal.
0: But this was the first movie for me in the series where I actually felt like what I was seeing on screen was actually magical, mm-hmm. and that I wasn't being tricked into something by a visual effect. Mm-hmm. Like it just felt like it felt like Hogwarts.
1: Yeah, it felt and real. you know, and mm-hmm. they
0: did change, you know, the layout. They changed, uh, you know, where they shot a lot of things. There were a lot of new sets. That they used for this movie compared to the first two. Right. But again, you could tell that that kind of care went into it. That they they wanted to, it to feel like a real place mm-hmm. you could live in. Mm-hmm. and And that just translated really well. Again, Quarone, he's just he's he's a really great director and yeah. he has a really great eye for things. And and I, and I love the way that he worked in the time motif throughout mm-hmm. the movie, just mm-hmm. kind of building up to the end mm-hmm. of the film. And so, yeah, I just think it's artistically one of the best, if not the best of the whole series. Right. So right. that's my personal take yeah. on it. I mean, this is one that I, I don't have to be watching these movies in order this is one that i'm okay with just turning on in the background while Mm -hmm. i'm working and just having on because i enjoy it
1: yeah it's a good one
0: so anyway we really like this movie if you haven't picked up on it so uh so we'll get into our regular movie discussion now lights camera Action. action all right Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban.
1: Back to the Wizarding World yep. we go.
0: Yep. So yeah, so let's just dive right into it and talk about our favorites for this one. One of the great things about the Harry Potter movies is we get new characters. We do. Every get new every, every year we get new characters. So, uh, you know, we've got we've got Remus Lupin mm-hmm. showing up here.
1: Sirius Black obviously. Sirius Black.
0: We've got Buckbeak. Peter. (laughs) Peter Pettigrew. Peter Pettigrew. So we have a number of new characters who are making their Wizarding World debut. Absolutely. So so yeah, so let's get into it. Who are your favorite new characters for Prisoner of Azkaban?
1: Well, um, one of my favorite characters is Remus Lupin. I Mm -hmm. really like him. I like his... Story, I love how great of a teacher he is. I like serious Black as a role character. <laughs> He's yeah. not, like, my favorite. I just... I remember when I read this book just being so surprised uh-huh. at everything that was happening yeah. with this... How this story unfolds. Right. And so I love him, like, just thinking of... What he endured in his character. Now, I get frustrated with him in other ways. Sure, sure. But, you know, I am partial to Sirius Black because... Our pup pup's name was um, Sirius. Yes, I want
2: a in, honor dog of, yes.
1: in honor of in honor of of Sirius Black. Here we actually called him Sirius Padfoot.
2: Yep. So yep. Our next
1: our next dog's gonna be Luna. Yes,
0: that's the plan. That's yes. the plan. <laughs>
1: Anyways, he's probably my favorite character. Are we, are we continuing right. on with favorite scenes? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would say I, I, there's so many great scenes in this movie that I really, really love. I love the night bus scene so much. Okay. It is so much fun. One of my favorites. I also love when Harry flies on Buckbeak. Mm-hmm. I also love the whole mm-hmm. Time Turner scene. Mm-hmm. I just, that whole, I, it's just so well done. I, I think those are my tops.
0: Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yes. Kai, how about Kai? you? Favorite new character in this movie? The
2: Dementors. The
0: Dementors! The Dementors! <laughs> just <kidding. What? laughs> yeah,
2: just kidding. They're awful. Okay. Hey. Who's
1: your favorite character for real? Sirius. Why was Sirius Black your favorite?
2: Because that's who our dog was named after. Mm-hmm. and I just like the character. Has a little role model.
1: And how he's a role model, and yeah. And how
2: he's reckless.
0: He is, a, he bit is reckless a bit reckless as a role model, yeah.
1: yeah. And, yep, I could see that, yep.
0: Yeah, do you have a favorite scene? Night bus. The night bus, okay.
2: Yeah, Stan is <laughs> also probably one of my favorites in this movie. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, another he's new character, character shows
0: up,
1: yeah. And the shrunken head. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's kind of rude. They're kind of rude, though, aren't they? They're, they're, they're a little silly,
0: they're a little rambunctious. Yeah. yeah, who's your favorite?
2: Oh yeah, we have Mad Rose Murdoch for the first time also.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> she technically a new character, but she, we don't see a whole lot of her. Yeah, so a little bit. But and the yeah.
2: executioner.
0: Oh McNair, yeah, the executioner. The yeah, era. yeah, we so, see him. Yeah. So I think. Favorite character for me. I'm also going serious Black. Let's just make this three for three. But kind of like you, Krista, I do really love Remus I Lupin. I love Remus. He is one of the best characters he's in the great. whole series. He's so great. He's he's the teacher that mm-hmm. everyone wants, yep. right? Like he 100%. cares for the students. He knows how to engage with them. Um, I I just love his story too. Mm. Uh, his backstory and everything. So yeah, those are my top two. I think for this movie, and then for favorite scene, I think I have to oh, go bad with bad. the whole Time Turner. Sequence. Yes, it's so, so good. Like that. I mean, it's it's about a third of the movie. It really <laughs> but is, but it's just
1: it's so well done. It is. it like, is
0: really well done. Really,
1: really well done because this how whee! it's whee, whee, yes. how it's written in the book. I, you know, of course, we talked about this in the first Harry Potter episode that we did, that I didn't grow up reading the books. Mm-hmm. And so the movies had been out for a long time before I ever really saw them. And yeah. so when I read this book, I was wondering before we watched the movie, how are they going to do this? And it's just so well done.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, this is one of my favorites of the whole movie series because it just, there. there's something about this one that it just feels uh, like Hogwarts. It does. And it, just it really does. It feels very magical. So uh, yeah, from beginning to end, but that is my favorite part of the entire movie. Though I do also really love the initial buckbeak scene. I Harry flying buckbeak. on him. It's a great <laughs> it's a great part of the movie. Iconic
1: Do you like buckbeak scene. Do you like Buckbeak? Too too oh,
0: is yeah. that part fun? Going uh, wee. Yeah. Oh yeah. Buckbeak? We also have wee. Wee. all right so let's talk about is there anything we noticed this time around that maybe we hadn't noticed before. Chris, I think you had something.
1: I had two things actually. Okay. I had never noticed hey.
0: Dumbledore's
1: hey. little remark when he is introducing Hagrid at the beginning um as the new care of magical creatures teacher. I've I had never noticed like Oh. he him saying wee, the other one was retiring wee. to save so he could have more time with his remaining limbs You've
0: never noticed I've that I've never
1: <laughs> noticed that and <laughs> it's that one of my made me lines. laugh yeah, yeah. Buddy. Yes you noticed it too Yeah and then I also had never noticed when they initially go down Harry Ron and Hermione when they initially go down to Hagrid's hut um right be- before the before execution, the ah, execution ah, yeah. I had never realized or just paid attention to this additional creature that we were trying to figure out in his hut. At first, I thought it was a yeah. blast-ended screw. But now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think it's a blast-ended screw. Who knows what the creature mm, is? But he, 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 he's Not he, a
0: flower worm. Yeah. He, uh,
1: he throws, you know, he's feeding some kind of creature, creature yeah. in his hut that's in a chair, and I don't know what it is, but I was like, what? How have I yeah. never noticed that before? And he covers
0: it up right before the he ministry does. people show up. Yes. So you know, like, okay, it's he's not probably, supposed to have it. It's
1: probably another Norbert, Norberta situation. <laughs> right. You know? So yeah, I, don't I had never I, noticed
0: that I before. I don't think I had either before you pointed it out. So. Yeah. Kai, how about you? Anything new you noticed? Nope. So you didn't notice anything new no. this time around? Okay. Nope. All right. This isn't necessarily something new I noticed, but it was something Mm -hmm. new I thought of. And that's the line Mm -hmm. when Hagrid's catching them up about the trial that Buckbeak had. Yes. You know, he said something about it being the worst possible outcome. Uh And remember, like, Ron's immediate thing is, like, you're getting sacked. Or maybe Harry. One of the two says you're getting sacked. Like, that's where their brain goes to is, like, immediately... They're thinking of Hagrid, like the worst possible Mm -hmm. situation is him getting sacked. And, you know, Hagrid kind of like scoffs at that and he's like, (laughs) no, I'm not sacked. And then he tells them that (laughs) Buckbeak has been sentenced to death. Something I picked up on with that that I had never really thought about before is that, like, this is how much Hagrid loves his creatures. That for him, getting sacked would not be the worst outcome. It's one of his creatures being gone. Right. Uh, So I don't know. It was just one of those little details that I hadn't quite fully picked up on before in previous viewings. So yeah,
1: it's a good detail. Yeah, I thought
0: that was interesting. Anything in this movie we don't like as much or you know, anything that could be problematic Mm. that we need to mention here?
1: For me, my problem with this movie has always been the scene in the shrieking shack. I don't know. It's just it feels just, it just feels not the same as the book i know that okay. they had to cut a lot they cut out a lot. Yeah. they had to cut a lot out but it just it feels like yeah. too quick of a jump mm. and it doesn't feel like like in the book mm. i I really kind of. That was when I really had compassion on Sirius. Yeah. But in the movie, I don't. I don't get that as much because it just it jumps way too quick to like what your friends with Remus. It does. like it's just. Yeah. It's so fast of an explanation, kind of resolution type deal. Right. That I don't. I don't get the same kind of gut no. punch <laughs> that I do when everything kind uh, of blows up
0: <laughs> right, um, right. that I
1: did when I I read the book.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, it's the limitation of the movie. Sure, There's only so sure. much they can include in there. But yeah, I, I understand that. I, I think my thing here would be, obviously, even though this movie is rated PG, yeah. the Dementors are They're scary. Very and creepy. so if you have younger kids... They are very unsettling. That initial scene where they show up on the train could be disconcerting for for, sure. for younger kids. Um so I think that's just a, a little parental warning that sure. people should have going into this movie. again, yes, it's PG, but it's a it's a scarier PG. Mm-hmm. so I would agree. so there is that. Kai, anything about this movie that? You, you don't, don't like, like as much, or?
2: No, I like this movie. It's fine for me. Okay.
1: Nah. You've so. also watched it several times now, but
2: yeah, we yeah, we, yeah, we did. Uh, we're a big fan of right, uh, right, but we, yeah. You, really mm. enjoyed. I don't remember ever being afraid of the
0: I don't think you were. I really don't
2: think
1: you were, were, but I think either. we also had a conversation about it going into yeah, it. Right, so. We may
0: have. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's, let's go ahead and get into our our questions, okay? We're since we're in the wizarding world. So, we learn about these new type of wizards and witches mm-hmm. in the movie. Uh well, actually we have known about them before if you've read the books, uh the Animagus. Right. So, McGonagall, we know, is one because For she can sure. turn into a cat. So, yep, these are yeah, witches cat. and wizards who can turn into animals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a big plot point in this movie. So, the question is, is if you were an animagus, what animal would you choose to transform into?
2: Kai, do you, Kai, have, you have an do answer? Wanna go first? I have a question, though. Okay. Do you want to be sneaky or do you want to be strong?
0: That's up, that's up for up to you, you to decide. Yes. You're the one who you You're decide the, the animal that you turn into. But you know, once you pick an animal, like that's the like, one that's you it. are stuck Can't go with. Back. Yeah.
2: Well, I want to be all of those like speedy, small. Whee! Like speedy and I might pick um like maybe like a snake. Actually. A snake. <laughs> yeah, just to scare mom. Just to
0: scare mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If y'all could see my face right now, now. (laughs) absolutely not.
1: How dare you?
2: Fine, I'd be be like a wolf then. A wolf?
1: wolf. Okay, that's a good choice. Interesting, yeah. That's a good choice. Krista, how about
0: you? What what, what are you going to turn into? I don't know.
1: I struggle with this because, you know, I love elephants, and so that was my first thought. But then I was like,
0: but that would be hard to do anything as an
1: elephant. So... I think I would actually choose to be a bird. A bird? Because... What kind of bird? I don't know. Parrot? I think a common one so that people couldn't detect me. So, like, a
0: sparrow or yeah, something like, like that? Yeah, like,
2: I don't know. Or, a, or, like, um,
1: a raven? Maybe a raven. I don't know. I don't know. I'd be a... Maybe a robin. I'd be a pretty kind of bird. Okay. But, you know, I think just so that I could... Fly different places and be undetected, but I'd I'd still be small enough to, you know, do things. Yeah. Maybe maybe duh, even an owl. Duh. Who knows? Oh yeah, okay. That would, I mean that fits. That in would the be that would world. be a great so, way to kind of blend
0: in and no one notice you. Yeah. So I would go with yeah. dog actually.
1: I thought you would pick dog. Yeah.
0: Well, because I I would want to be something. I guess a little bit less noticeable. Like if someone sees a dog walking sure. around and not quite as you know. Hey, what is that thing doing around right. here? Oh uh, but I like dogs, and so yeah. I just think uh, I think a dog would be would be fun to transform For into. Sure. How about you, MJ? What would you transform into? What animal?
1: Gorilla. A honey bear. Yeah. A gorilla. Honey bear. A honey bear, so you yeah. can eat
0: all the honey and sleep yeah. and be cute. <laughs> <laughs> Hibernate. All right, next question. So, third years. Get to go to Hogsmeade.
1: They do. We're going to talk about this. We
0: are going to talk about this. And there's some favorite hangout spots in the town of Hogsmeade.
1: Absolutely.
0: So we've got Honeydukes, the Three Broomsticks, Zonko's Joke Shop, and the Shrieking Shack as places that the students all like to go to. So my question is, where's your favorite hangout in Hogsmeade? Kai, you want to go first?
2: Um... Oh yeah, Zonkos. Zonkos. Really? I thought you would choose Honeydukes. I'm no, shocked. I do some pranks on you guys.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he what... wants to check out. I the... thought you
1: would do Honeydukes for sure because mm. anytime we're in Hogsmeade, that's a first yeah. stop you like to make yeah. is seeing what candy yeah. is available to you in the Wizarding world. Yeah. But you would choose Zonkos.
2: Yeah, because there could also be like like candy that tricks someone, like like oh, candy that's like true. that, like here, have this one. It tastes really well. It tastes like blueberry. It could taste like toothpaste.
0: Mm. It could. yeah, Kind of like
2: though. the ever, every flavored beans. Yeah. yeah
0: maybe so. Okay. okay. The
2: every flavored tricks. Yep.
0: All right, Krista, where are you hanging out? I'm
1: going to three broomsticks because I want that butterbeer. Yep. And I want me some fish and chips. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what I want.
0: Yeah, I'm also going with the Three Room Sticks. That's where you will find me hanging yep. out yep. in Hogsmeade. So, not um, the
1: Hogshead? That's not your style?
0: I mean, the, the Hogshead is a little bit more my vibe, probably. Yeah. Because it's kind of dark and it creepy. Is. Uh, but... Well, let's not
1: go with creepy. I was just going to say more like, you know, off the beaten path. It, it
0: is, yeah. Um. But I, I would also probably check out the Shrieking Shack and hang out over there, too. So
1: not really a hangout
0: but the kids go over there they, they go, go over yeah. there
1: but i wouldn't necessarily call the shrieking track a hangout that's a little <laughs> well, you know. that's a bit of a stretch but uh isn't but, it mj
0: you but come i am a
1: butterbeer too yeah i'll yeah. have to post a video oh, of this do baby's love the first taste of butterbeer yeah. because it was something it
0: was magical yeah. for sure so, yeah, next time you find yourself in in Hogsmeade, then you got to check out your favorite place and decide Absolutely. which one of and those And we're going to talk
1: about that. I can help you plan it. We
0: are. Yeah. in the bonus uh, park connections we'll, uh, we'll talk about that but we will have a park tip here in just a second that uh that will relate to hogsmeade oh so anyway oh we will be returning to the wizarding world at some point not yep. sure when we'll get to the next one quite yet but i think this was a fun one to talk about with new years absolutely so we hope everyone has a happy new year happy new year 2024 hey.
1: time for a pro tip. My pro tip for you today, I know I have mentioned a lot in several of the other episodes talking about staying on property at Disney, but... I think it's important to talk about the benefits of staying on property at Universal as well. A lot of people don't know this, but there's so many great benefits to staying on property at a Universal resort. One being that if you are an on-property guest, you get early entry into the wizarding world. This is a really big deal um, because you get an hour of time in the wizarding world before the park opens. So if you you want to ride a popular ride like Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure, early entry is the way to do it. Otherwise, you're probably going to be standing in line for hours. So definitely make it a point to stay on property at one of the Universal Orlando resorts so you can be a part of the Wizarding World early.
0: Well, too bad we don't have a time turner so we can go back to the the beginning of this episode (laughs) I mean, I guess you could hit rewind if you really want to. Yeah,
1: it's kind of our time turner of the times, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, but
0: we don't. Uh, It's time for us to move on.
1: On the bright side, though, we are going to be heading back to our favorite decade of the disney animated canon the 90s 90s kids (laughs) this is our time to shine i have been waiting for this moment we are getting back to the disney animated canon with the little mermaid see you once upon another time magical movie marathon is a production of wardrobe media in partnership with spoonful of jordan it is produced edited and hosted by krista and jonathan jordan Krista is an authorized travel agent for Share the Magic Travel, LLC. You can contact her through the link in our show notes or by visiting spoonfulofjordan.com travel. Jonathan is married to her. Magical Movie Marathon podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or endorsed by The Walt Disney Corporation
0: or its subsidiaries, nor
1: NBC Universal
0: or its subsidiaries, nor Warner Brothers or its subsidiaries.
1: The views expressed are solely those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the aforementioned corporations
0: or their subsidiaries.
1: Any mention of Disney, NBC Universal, or Warner Brothers properties, intellectual and otherwise, is strictly for informational and educational purposes only.